Hi, I'm Harry. And I'm Simon. Together we sell all sorts of antiques and collectibles from our two auction houses in Windsor and in Devon. But where do the items come from? Join us as we chat about house clearances, our weird and wonderful finds, and interview others in the antiques and auction trade, and if we're honest, just about any other topic that happens to come to mind. Hi, welcome to The Gavel and the Gavel. It's me, Harry, and I'm joined as ever, and no doubt he's going to say it again, by my erstwhile companion. It's Simon, down in deepest, darkest Devon. Still rhymes with heaven, it's deepest, darkest Devon. Oh, dear me. Right then, Simon, good of you to join us. It's a pleasure, Harry. Always a pleasure, you know that. We have just recorded uh, an interview with an interesting fellow, Michael Hawkins of Home Care Removals, who... Well, he'll tell you all about it in the interview, but specialises in senior uh, moves, downsizing, that sort of stuff. Fascinating fellow. Ah, do you know what? You're going to enjoy this podcast because I've never met Michael before, but he's now my bestest friend in the whole (laughs) wide world. I mean, I can't tell you how much I have enjoyed the pain my fellow auctioneer has just been through, at the hands, I might add, of a good friend of his. Michael, he's a legend. Listen and enjoy Michael Hawkins. It's the uh, gavel and the gavel, and uh, we are joined today by uh, Michael Hawkins, who's reasonably new to the clearance antique industry because he had a glittering career before that. Simon, do you want to uh, introduce our our, our guest for today? Do you know what? I could, but then I think we should let Michael introduce himself and his company, and then we can wade in with some nice tricky questions for him. What do you think, Michael? Yep, let's go for that then. (laughs) Here here he comes. Right, here. So, yeah, I'm Michael from uh, Home Care Removals. Uh, Started the business uh, six years ago now, I think. Pretty much the sixth anniversary right now as we speak. And really, it was uh, not the, I would like to take full credit for the brainchild of, of the business, but it was really my wife. After leaving uh, the service of UPS for 20 years and then working a few other jobs, uh, which, if I'm honest, didn't really pan out. But, um, and then, you know, kind of taking semi-retirement. Uh, and after three hold months... Up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Semi-retirement? What? <laughs> You're too young for that, Michael. No, sorry, didn't mean to cut across it. Carry on, mate. I wish, I wish. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, after taking that semi-retirement, she uh, says to me, enough's enough, enough's enough, get out. <laughs> you know, you, you've you got to do something. And so this was about March time-ish. And it's like, okay, okay, so let's think about going on holiday. So we thought about it, and then we thought, okay, we'll choose a holiday first, chose the holiday. That came along in June, so nothing's progressing too quickly, as you can tell. Um, and then we sat down every other day, went through a business plan, because my wife uh, formerly worked uh, in the, well, still does work in the care industry. Um, at the time, she worked for uh, Sunrise, uh, which is now Signature. Um, and she said, well, look, why don't you become a removals person for seniors that are going into care homes? You can do that for two or three days a week. Then you can go off and play your golf, do your thing, uh, you know, do what you want to do. And that will work out that way. And lo and behold, I thought, well, that's not a bad bloody idea. I could do that. So... We put plans together. Anyway, after another holiday with my mate, uh, it all came into action about this time six years ago. 
uh, went out there, started promoting ourselves to care homes. Um, and all of a sudden, things begin to snowball from there, I guess, as you guys could testify to as well, about what you do and how you do it, you know, probate valuations, house clearance work, etc. cetera. Um, and it, it just all went from there. Um, and rather than working two or three days a week, I'm now working five or six days a week. <laughs> uh, that, sounds, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and so tell us, Michael, tell us a, a little bit about, because that's that, the synergy between the the care homes, the care work and the removal side. So tell us how that meshes together for you guys, if you would. So what I did is, uh, well, I, I had a good, I had a good listen to her about what uh, a care home is involved with. So, and there's a couple of levels really, or three levels, I, I, I believe, is, you know, uh, a senior person goes into a care home uh, who are quite fit and healthy and can really, you know, look after themselves, but they're looking for the company, uh, the company and entertainment, etc., that a care home provides. And then you've got the senior uh, who goes there because they need nursing assistance or other assistance. Um, and then you've got the senior who's on their journey of dementia. Um, so understanding those kind of three levels helps you then uh, assimilate to the client of who you're dealing with or their family, or if they haven't got a family, the solicitor or whomever it may be. Um, and so I did a, also a course on uh, dementia just to you know, understand a little bit more in terms of detail because it's often very difficult for a family member uh, that's dealing with someone that has dementia and on how to deal with them, especially if they're not in close contact day to day. Uh, and you can sometimes see a little bit of frustration developing um, and myself and my uh, colleague, Merrick, we step in and just say, you know what, hey, let me have a chat with mum, dad, uncle, aunt. You know, we'll understand a little bit more about what they want to take, why they want to take it, and whether we agree it's a good thing or not, depending on mobility, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a little bit more, you know, a lot of empathy with it, because as you guys know, when you, you do certain bits of work, you know, people have been in their houses 20, 30, 40, 50 years or more. Um, and it's hard for them sometimes to let go. Yeah, and, and don't you think that sometimes you're dealing with a, a generation who are the the sort of fix and mend, hold on to it for a rainy day, you know, don't let anything go, literally hold on to absolutely everything. And if you add in age and 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 then dementia and the like, it can be it can be a really tricky process. Have you got any Have you got any good tips for us in terms of you know when we speak to people who are downsizing? Because <laughs> it's not always easy, is it? It's not always easy. No, it's not. And you know, uh, I guess we do a similar thing from that perspective. Is that you'll go out and see the customer, understand what the situation is, because you know, they could have just lost their wife or husband, etc. So. You know, that makes things a little bit more difficult in terms of, oh, well, you know, Fred bought me this or Ethel bought me that, etc. cetera. Um, uh, and of course, as you mentioned, the generation thing is they always pin a value back to it. And I can even refer back to my parents, both of whom are still with me, thankfully. Um, and my mum always mentions that she's got about 240 um, paperweights of you know from various different places he said she said michael 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 they'll be worth a lot of money one day they'll be worth a... i said mum <laughs> I, 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 I talked to harry 
And Harry, <laughs> no, hang on a minute, hold on a minute. I'd be thrown under the bus. Throw Harry <laughs> under the bus. Good lads. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, "Who the bloody hell is Harry?" I said, well, yeah. <laughs> "An esteemed, esteemed auctioneer from Windsor, you know." Um, no, <laughs> so he, uh, I guess, letting them down in a gentle way, but also, you know, letting them understand that you know nowadays people don't have houses as grand as what they have, um, and younger people, especially are not interested in old dark wooden furniture that a doesn't match their lifestyle let alone their house style etc um and the upselling or the upcycling side of life isn't as prevalent as it used to be no it's it's quite difficult to find a 20 year old that will take on 30 ladro figures these days i've found <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> or i'd like to refer to michael's mother the 150 uh, paperweight she's thinking she might sell <laughs> or throw at you. Or throw at me by the sounds of it. I can't understand how I've come out of this really badly and I work do work with him. He doesn't even know you properly. <laughs> that's because I know you. Maybe that's yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah, give him time. Give him time. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, truth that's it's terrible. You visit an awful lot of care homes then. Is it, or do you do you end up specialising with or attaching yourself to one particular brand or is it just across the board, Michael? I guess it's pretty much a, what, well, what was two, now one brand, which is a signature care homes, because um, they're slightly different to a Bupa care home, if you like. There's Bupa care homes, they come furnished, whereas a signature care home doesn't. So it enables the resident then to take in their own personal possessions and make it a bit more their own rather than a standardised room. Oh, right. OK. You could imagine if you went to um, a Hilton hotel, they're pretty much the same, aren't they? Whereas and uh, the signature care homes, whilst the decor is similar, then every room is different because it's built around the resident, uh, which is you know nice from that perspective because it's a little bit of home from home. OK, it's not my four or five bed house that I used to have, but it's now my two-roomed apartment um, that's still my own. I didn't know that's how it worked. Yeah, we, we, we make it their own for them as well. So we'll do everything for you. We'll pack it all up. We'll move it. We'll unpack it. We'll set it up how you want it. If they've got no one around them that can help them to just moving things and let the, the family do it themselves. Okay. I'm, I'm fascinated. Other than your good wife suggesting, and Simon and I both work with our wives, um, suggesting that this was a good way of getting you out of the house. Did you have any? Um, um, did you have any immediate empathy to work with the older generation, or was it just you've got slowly got yourself into into that as you've as the company's grown and progressed? Um, I guess the answer is no initially, but you know, once the more you thought about it, you know, I guess even thinking of my own closer connectivity, mum and dad, uh, etc. Uh, you begin to understand a little bit more about who they are, what they are, you know, how they tick, etc. And to be honest, some of them are great hoop, um, you know, really, really good fun. Are they all good fun, Michael? <laughs> well, are, you, are, are you saying that every <laughs> single client you have is absolutely lovely? I'm not asking you to name names, but it would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you're on my list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Nice. Simon, over to you, mate. He's obviously fallen out with me. 
So with I mean, without sort of um, I mean, Harry and I have got lots of stories of of house clearances that we've done, uh, characters that we've dealt with, strange situations that we found ourselves in over the last, I think you said six years. Um, have you have you had some, you know, some good funny experiences, some uh, you know, some interesting characters along the way you must have had? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Even, um, okay, I've got probably three notable ones. Uh, I'll start off with a nice one. Well, they're all, <laughs> they're all nice. They're all rather funny, really. It's, um, we were helping a lady move into uh, a care home, uh, not a million miles from my house. And um, we were moving her bed. She wanted her bed taken. So we were moving that downstairs. And then underneath is a, a, an envelope. And Oh, blimey, well, okay. So what's, what's this? So Merrick, who Harry knows, uh, brought, brought it down to me and said, look what I've just found. So, you know, it was open. So flick through it. It's about two grand in there. So we gave it to we gave it to the lady and said, look, we just found this under your bed. Uh, here you are. And she went, oh, just took it off us. Didn't say thanks. Anything. <laughs> look, you know, just absolutely very calmly went, oh, right. I'll take that. Thank you. Very much. Not even so. Not even thank you. Just put it straight in her purse. And that was it. And then when I... I Later on, I met the son and I said to him, I just said, do you know what? I said, we found about two grand under mum's bed. He went, did you? I went, yeah. I said, he said, what did you do with it? I said, I'll give it to mum. He went, oh, all right, thanks. Went, oh, okay. <laughs> not, not that we expected any sort of reward or anything like that, but, you know, just a little thank you from the mum would have been lovely. <laughs> but anyway. And then uh, I guess uh, the notable piece that we done from a, a clearance, <clears throat> Harry, uh, we found a cello. And so, oh thought, yeah, oh, this doesn't cover me with glory. This story, does it? <laughs> what do I? What do I know about cellos, musical instruments in general? You know, I played a guitar many years ago, but that's a, that's about the limit of it. So, took it along to uh, Harry. Harry, have a look at this. Uh, not really interested in that, mate. Thank you very much. Not for me. So, I brought it home and said, "The missus, the missus said, what did Harry say? What did Harry say?'" I said. He wasn't interested. He, he, he didn't see. He couldn't. It was a bit tatty, to be honest. Um, so no, he, there's no he need to defend me. In my, uh, don't defend me in front of Simon. It's fine. He's he's going to dine out on this. Michael, I can already tell you. I can already tell you. I'm loving this story. I don't. I don't know. I am loving it. Carry on, please. This is brilliant. She did a little bit more investigating, uh, as, as my wife does. She's like, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. So anyway, so she's there, lights <laughs> on it, looking inside. What can she see underneath? And then she finds this sort of faint I don't know, marking, signature, whatever it might be. Anyway, turns out it's from 1747 or 1743. I can't remember who it was made by. So she just whacks it on eBay, you know, on, on a, you know, not a bit of a whim. She's done a lot of research around it. Still not loving this story. <laughs> oh, adoring this story. Best story ever. <laughs> Turns out uh, a, a guy from London bought it who's uh, he does uh, well, wooden wood instruments up, shall we say, cellos, violins, etc. And he turns up and he goes, yeah, I know who that's, I know who that's by, etc. It's by so-and-so and so-and-so. He said, yeah, he said, I'll spend about 500 quid on that and sell it for about three and a half, four grand. And so we're like, oh, bloody hell. And so, and not to say we were disappointed because we got 1700 for it. So it was pretty good from that perspective. <laughs> uh, the auctioneer wasn't interested. Yeah, 
Oh, I'll tell you what, there is a problem with podcasts. There is a real definite problem with podcasts. And that is that you can't currently see, listeners, the video camera that is pointed to Harry and the appalling body language, the crossed arms, the grumpy face. Michael, best story ever. I mean, we've done something like 15 podcasts now and you've just blown us away uh, with your very first one. So that is absolutely brilliant. Uh, Harry, I'm, you know, just in... in in, a, in the matter of fairness, would you like to come back with any response to this? No, we've got another question for Michael. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, you mean, uh, can you ask refer him, to ask him? him what, ask him what on sports, something, anything. Just let's get no, off no, no, this topic. No. Could you please refer to him as my new best friend, Michael? Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Unbelievable. And the third one, I'm, I'm hoping is in a similar vein, but I can't hold out much hope, but go on. I'm, I'm afraid not. Harry did come to look at this particular bungalow with us. And so it was a communication between solicitor, um, executive, uh, one of the executors, um, but there was a bit of a complication going on. Um, so I've received, yes, okay with a quote, blah, 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 from the respective party. So I took that as a go. Anyway, lo and behold, <laughs> the customer, I let the customer know that we've started the job. He goes, oh, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. He said, I haven't explicitly told you to go. I said, well, you said the quote was okay. He said, no, he said, I haven't explicitly told you to go. So he said, take everything back. I said, well, it's a bit late for that. (laughs) 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 Our friend Neil has got all that stuff. (laughs) Well, almost all of it anyway. So uh, anyway, it was, I kind of jumped the gun a little bit on that one. So there's a, and I said to him, you know, in the six years I've been doing this business now, I said, that's the first time that's ever happened to me, but we managed to retrieve some of the things for them, but it was a, it was a little bit of a woe on my side. I might get my baby to get some revenge. Would you like to buy some items to replace the items you probably skipped? <laughs> hey, I did think about that, but the paperwork you couldn't replace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that is not a good day at the office, is it? Never happens to us, does it, Simon? We never jump the gun. No, no, that's never happened to No, definitely not. No. <laughs> Sold. Uh, Simon, where are you heading on the 22nd uh, to the 25th of September? Well, one of those days at least. I'm glad you asked, Harry, because I am heading your way and heading to Henley for the fabulous Henley Decor Fair. Mate, great fair. There's about 180 dealers, a riverside setting. You can even bring the dog. We take Bertie, the dog, uh, free parking and... This is not a word I use, but this has been written for me. It's got a great vibe. <laughs> a great vibe. The great team that run the fair bill it as a lifestyle event uh, that has everything to inspire the vintage lover, is that an old person, or interior designer in us all. That's exactly what it's like, mate. And for those who want to make a day or evening of it, there's great food stalls. I'm all over that. Oh, funny that. Bars. I'm all over that. And surprisingly, there's a vintage tea room that sells cake. Neither of us are going there. (laughs) So the food stalls are for you. The bars are for me. The vintage tea room. Well, somebody will love it. Uh, There's even, by the way, Harry, this is right up your Straza, an 80s disco night on Saturday the 24th. Get your tickets from the website. Be quick. They're at www.henleydecorfair.com. Mate, I might join you there. Oh, look forward to it. 80s disco it is. Fair warning, and we are sold. And what's some of your best finds, would you say, Michael? You know, when uh, 
obviously we know the challenge we see it all the time here within the auction business when they're downsizing um and have you had any of those lovely finds where they've said you know take all those paintings and one of them turns out to be special uh and it's a nice moment for the family or the the individual have you had a few of those over the years michael well more notably just last week um oh wow when uh, the lady said to me well have a look at this picture uh, her father was in uh, he was he was in service and served abroad for Korean country uh, for many years. Diplomatic service, Michael. Is that the word you were looking for? That's the words. Yeah, I'm here to help. Anyway, so as usual, I take my pictures of all the various items, even some of the ones I know Harry won't want. Just but I just send it to him to annoy him. Really, just say no, not for me, thank you. <laughs> like the cello, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. bring that up yeah thanks cheers oh, <laughs> i'm having the worst time carry on <laughs> I haven't spoken about the tap yet that will make people laugh oh good let's let's get on to that yeah <laughs> let's uh, anyway go back to the story so anyway i've taken my pictures and i took the picture of this particular painting and it's by uh, karen bradley is that right harry helen 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 bradley i'll get my own back michael frankly get this no <laughs> Uh, Karen was her sister, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he- um, Helen Bradley, and Harry said to me, call me. I'm like, oh, bloody hell. Anyway, so this is about 11 o'clock. So I phoned him about four o'clock. Um, and he said, mate, he said, if that picture is original, it's somewhere between 10 and 20,000. I'm like, wow. blimey, wow. So, I mean, that's awesome. Mm. Um, so I fed back the information to the customer, and I'm still waiting to hear from the customer about what they would like to do. So, you know, what's this space? They're, they're currently fighting over it and deciding. Do you know what she said to me? She sent me an email back after I sent her um, a summation about what would happen to everything. Uh, she said, do you know what? She said, my father had another one of those. She said, but he didn't like it, so he gave it away. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> So it's one of those circumstances you want to go back and go, oh, my God, how gutted are you? <laughs> <laughs> There's something nice, though, isn't it? Would you agree, Michael, when you, when you do go through a whole, you know, a, a lifetime's worth of stuff, for want of a better word, and you're able to help them, you know, not just, you know, uncover the fact that their paperweights or their ladro is worth next to nothing and upset them, but balance it and find some bits that perhaps they've been have been handed down through the family and they didn't know were worth good money and being able to share that good news. There's something lovely about that, don't you think? Absolutely. Uh, and it's not only about the, the joy of finding something that counteracts something that's not worth a lot. It, it's also the joy of finding pictures, documents, jewellery, yeah. Things like that that they that they thought they'd lost because mum or dad were on their journey of dementia, and it's like you know what you, know, you guys have took the time and you found it in you know stuffed down the side of uh, the settee or uh, you know uh, uh, in the coating of the um, uh, what do you call it the water heater you know the, yes, inside yes. the jacket there you know in the in the washing basket you know you've taken the time you've found all this stuff for us and you just really appreciate it and it's stuff that means a lot to the family you know um it's small things like that that make the job a little bit more rewarding absolutely absolutely funny you say that we we did a job last week and we actually found granddad's medals in a box in the loft full of old newspaper so it's just newspaper but we went through it in the bottom was his medals which uh, and they were beautiful set of medals they still said sell them so 
<laughs> but well, you know, love lovely to find them because they they very nearly disappeared. But uh, yeah, coming up for auction soon. I know it doesn't yeah. work that way on a podcast, but hey, never want to miss never want to miss an uh, an advert. I'm I'm slightly more worried about your infatuation with Ladro today, Simon. Every time you, you're using it as a constant example of everything. I know, I know. And you're not I, a fan. No, I'm not. And and the problem with it is, is that people keep bringing me Ladro down here in Devon, and I keep having to find different ways of disappointing them. It's like being married. Um, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's just, you know, I don't know how many times I can I can watch, bless a, a lovely little old lady, unwrap, you know, all of these Ladro figures and then me break the news that they're worth a tenner apiece. And the look on their poor faces, I suddenly feel like I've shot a kitten. <laughs> the trouble is, it's uh, that's a bit like the, the dark furniture that we spoke about earlier. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like my yeah. mum and dad paid a lot of money for their dining table and because it's still in perfect condition. She thinks yeah. it's worth the same amount of money, but unfortunately it's not. And the horror, the horror on their faces when you tell them it's worth nothing. It's just, it's, it, it takes a little bit of my soul every time. Yeah. You're what? Yeah, I know, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't realise Simon's soul was up for grabs. Wow. In recent podcasts, Michael, you're not aware that uh, Simon has managed to rile... Um, the uh, Harry Potter, um, well, everybody, but the Harry Potter loving crowd in two successive um, episodes. And therefore, the fact that he has a soul will come as a huge shock to all of those <laughs> listeners. Well, it hasn't been stolen by Dumbledoodle Door. <laughs> no, 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 let's uh, not. No. I don't know why I mentioned it. <laughs> whoever. You just, you just had to light the touch paper there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely shocking. So um, now we know that you've got, um, you you work a lot with uh, Signature Group, but Simon and I were chatting earlier. And, um, but now I like, I like the idea of a care home. We were just thinking where we would end up. What would you suggest? <laughs> Should we book now is what we're saying. <laughs> well, you, you might want to buy your annuity now. Depends on how long you think you're going to live. Um because that might work better for you. Oh, really? Neither of us are up for a long innings, are we, Simon? I don't. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think it's on the cards. If I'm brutally honest. No, no, no. no, no, no. no. I mean, no. do they let 52 year olds in? Because I could do with a little <laughs> lie down and a nap, and and maybe some some of that suet pudding and custard. I'm up for some of that definitely. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> oh, get a grip! Seriously. Don't how do I? How do I? It's a food thing. I'm in charge of food. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Don't tell me you're just ordering the fruit salad. (laughs) 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 It's it's a good job you know each other. (laughs) Mate, don't take the wrong way. That's why there's three counties between us most of the time. It was we established very early, Michael, that we had to have two auction houses. One for me, one for Harry. Otherwise, there would be blood spilt somewhere. <laughs> and now we're even busier than we were when we started. And we now have sort of four, maybe four or more days of auctioneering each month, in each month where we have to sit next to each other for hours at a time. It is becoming slightly more dangerous. And we did four days in a row in, was it August, I think? Yeah, yeah. And um, we've done all that- sorts of things. And didn't that well. didn't go well. Now, Michael, you were talking about this tap. I think I may have mentioned tap? this. Oh, yeah. Tap. yeah. Come on, Michael, spill the beans. Oh, right. So I wouldn't say I'm a prolific networker, but I network every week. Uh, I'm going to mention them with uh, BNI Ascot. 
and our charity at it's the right, time. We're not the, we're not the BBC. You can mention who you like. <laughs> <laughs> you want to plug it, plug it away. And we like sponsorship and free stuff, don't we, Simon? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of free stuff with this, guys. Uh, anyway, so our charity at the time was uh, uh, Cancer Relay for Life. And every year they did a 24-hour walk around... Um, uh, a prescribed part of the course in uh, Royal Ascot Racecourse, um, of which a number of us took part in the previous year. And we raised a fair amount of money between us. So I come up with a brainwave of, uh, right, let's organise a golf day. That's always good fun. Um, and we'll have an auction afterwards. Um, and I'll ask Harry if he'll do the auctioneer. So he duly said yes, and we organised everything. Um you know, things, you know, like in all things that you do, you learn things as you go along. Anyway, so we, uh, one of the uh, members at the uh, chapter, he, he, uh, does a, he runs a kitchen place, uh, ALM Studios in uh, Sunning Hill. And so he said to me, would you like a quicker tap? I'm like, well, yeah, why not? Um, he said, because they're jolly expensive. He said, it's not the all singing, all dancing one. He said, you know, it's just one that will give you, you know, obviously your regular hot and cold water. And I can't remember whether there was a squirter on it or, or, or what. But, but, you know, you see them advertised on telly and it, it, they, they advertise the all singing, all dancing, the soda stream, the hot steamy water for the kettle, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, he said, it's still worth, he said, about, I don't know, a thousand pounds, twelve hundred pounds. I'm like, geez, I thought, I thought to myself, all right, OK, you know, if we get 50, 100 quid for it, it'd be great. You know, it'd be great fun. Anyway, so Harry starts the auction and um, he's, you know, chatting away and, you know, making a bit of light about the fact he's got this cooker tap. And then the bids start coming in, 100, 150, 220, and so on. And it's going, and he's going, any more for any more for this bloody cooker tap? And it's like, well, I don't, I don't think he swore, but it, it was along those lines. And it was like, <laughs> it was, in the end, I think we got, you got 750 or 720 quid for it. And he's like, he said, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And the following day when I spoke to him, he said, I haven't stopped telling people that I sold this bloody town for 720 quid. And he says, amazing. Career high. Yeah. Career. It was a... <laughs> in the tap world. <laughs> I finally made it. Can I tell you something, Simon, that Michael is uh, and his, um, what do you call it? A chapter, mustn't knock it. Uh, BNI, um, they're so organised that they've just booked us for June next year to do what? their auction. Really? Yeah. <laughs> June 2023. I'll be on the I'll be on the rostrum again at um, Ascot Racecourse or no uh, Ascot Golf Club. That's it. But yeah, they booked it the other day. I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, I've got I've, I haven't even got a diary. <laughs> Michael, based on that success, I think you should keep that auction to all plumbing materials. <laughs> exactly stick with what's winning what's that guy's name in london has got a big plumbing company we'll invite him yeah exactly get him along make sure that um harry starts off with a u-bend and then you can have a plug and you can have a socket i think it'll be a great auction i mean at least it's not a cello yeah <laughs> those, those those who are listening it could go for a song though those listeners all right the pair of you i'm not enjoying this this is absolutely shocking <laughs> oh dear me i'm not having i'm I, sorry this this whole thing was meant to be a uh, uh an episode in um appreciating how harry is working with another company turns out <laughs> it's gone really well that, that other company just harbors a bit of you know resentment <laughs> <laughs> not at all you know we love you <laughs>
that's why we try try our hardest to get you the Helen Bradley picture. Oh yeah. Well, well we're looking for we're looking forward to watching that. Simon will be sat next to me while we put that watercolor under the hammer. He'll love that. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, right. So, Michael, um, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, you are allowed to do that as you've been kind enough to spend some time with us. Or do you already have a too many clients? But I don't, you know, nobody can have too many clients. No, not really. It's a, I guess what I'd like to plug is really how we would like, how we help seniors who are downsizing uh, and or moving to a care home. And that's helped them through the whole process of selecting the items, making sure it will fit, making sure things are not trip hazards. If they're on their journey of dementia or any other illness, should we say that, it's assisting them in the best way possible. Um, and not only that downsizing piece, but what do they do with everything afterwards? And that's where we work with you a lot in helping them, um, you know, sell their treasured items and bringing some money back to the estate. It sounds like a fantastic service, Michael. Genuinely, it sounds like an absolutely fantastic service. Um, and, you know, we've encountered some of these sort of moves, relocations, you know, and, and significant changes in life. And we know how important it is because we have an auction house and a removals business down here in Devon, we know how important it is not to just have a removals company who will expect everything to be packed, pick it up and dump it in the next place. Uh, the seniors need an extra level of professionalism and care, which clearly you offer. So I think it's an absolutely fantastic service. Thank you. Thank you. Mate, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, Thank you're you. You're our pioneering first interviewee and we're hugely <laughs> grateful, mate. I, and I tell, I tell you what, I don't think we're going to be able to beat it, Michael. So thank you very much. I've had the best half an hour ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he just picked on me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been absolutely superb. You can go back to your red wine. Have a good evening, mate. You know what? I didn't mean to string you along. But anyway, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Michael. Bye. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Bye. So there we have it, listeners. That was Simon's best 30 minutes of recording we've ever done or possibly ever will do never never have i enjoyed my my cheeks hurt i have had so much fun and it has to be entitled this podcast the cello (laughs) (laughs) what a lovely fella hey what Absolutely, absolutely stunning. It's our first interview, and if they all go half as well as that, I don't know about you, I'll be over the moon. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, And, uh, Michael, what a smashing chap. And, to be serious for one second, what a tremendous business he's put together that does some absolutely superb work for um, people who are downsizing and going into care. I mean, I think it's a, a stunning, stunning business. But what a lovely fellow. And very honest, I thought. Very honest. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. I mean, I, as we're continuing the serious note, trying to avoid cello gate, um, the fact that um, he... Um, he does. Um, he does really look after his clients, and he's. And it's not just he deals with lots of people who are just downsizing, but it's the work he does with people who are on, as he describes it, uh, their dementia journey and yeah. that sort of stuff. It's. I don't think he wasn't. He doesn't blow his own trumpet too much no, about that. No. But I think him and his team, who most of whom I've met. They really are exemplary. Um, I think from producer David's told me to say one thing, Simon. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut across you. That we have to remind people of his website, which is www. 
homecareremovals.co.uk. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And thoroughly enjoyed our chat with Michael today. It's nice to have friends, isn't it, Harry? Yeah, I'm going to spend the next couple of weeks hunting down people who've got equally embarrassing anecdotes about you. (laughs) Trust me, Harry, you're not going to have to look too far. (laughs) Really enjoyed that. I will see you next week. I can't wait to finish this recording. I'm in pain. And let's just say thank you to the legend that is Michael. Michael.